you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And he'll run up the middle on his own. Takes a tackle at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. Spins down to the 3-yard line. Off the gut goes Tim Tebow. Big fist pump to the crowd. Hasselbeck fires for Cook. He caught it. Touchdown, Titans. Here's Breeze, going to throw to Colston yeah. at the goal line, leaping reception, touchdown. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. That's Mendenhall. Shake and bake, gets around a man to the 10, the 5, touchdown, Pittsburgh. Rashad stayed in bounds, stayed inside the pylon, and Pittsburgh draws first blood. Robert slides at the 5, and he is hammered. He's out. Took a lick to the head. Oh, he took, he, he took a hard hit there. Here are your hosts, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, and Jason Smith. I hate fantasy. What? I, I hate, yeah, that's the I hate best fantasy. way I hate to fantasy. introduce a fantasy football I hate fantasy. show. I hate fantasy. All right, Fabs, there's got to be a way that there's someone I can shake down here at NFL Network, NFL.com, mm-hmm. where we can get rid of these tenth of a point wins. Tenth of a point. It, it's, in, it's a whole point or it's not a whole point. This is the second week in a row. But why? In our NFL AM if, league. If a running back rushes for 69 yards, why shouldn't I get points for the nine six yards points. after the 60? Six points. No. I'm all for advancement. You're wrong. But not when it costs me the two games in a row. The advancement is the fractional points. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, that's because you just lost. Two weeks ago, I lost by three-tenths of a point. Three-tenths of a point. This week, I lost by .15-tenths of a point. You know what people hate? Is when other people whine about their fantasy. No, no. What I'm saying is that we need to make this change. This, <laughs> no, we this don't. This is the big change you need no, to make in fantasy. Disagree. Absolutely. I, hey, we need I've to make lost it. three games by less than two points this yeah, season. Yeah, but that's hey, a point. That's a whole point. But that's a whole point. No, no. Less than two points. So yeah. like one point six or one point three. Yeah, but you've lost by at least one whole point in those games. It's the same. Thing. That's a that's a blowout compared Harrison, to what's happening to Harrison. Me. Harrison's on my side. No, on he's this. not. Yes, he is. That's why I'm bluer than blue, sadder than sad. Dear Lord. 
Eight point loss is the worst we can ever have. All right, it is. It is. That was pretty good. Elliot was that Captain Singh and Tennille? What was that? If you want to see a great performance, go to NFL.com slash fantasy and check out the We Need to Talk segment from NFL Fantasy Live today, where I would argue that Akbar Biabiamilla deserves an Emmy. Yeah, he's he's wasted in fantasy. He should he be he should be in Hollywood. Hilarious. Or he today. should be. Well, if, see, if they kept making soap operas, I would say he'd be a great soap opera actor. because he, he was, was very so emotional funny. about his breakup with Michael Vick. Oh man! But fantasy every breakups. every one of those was good. I mean, Fabs was good. It was no, oh no, the segment was fantastic, it, it was but it was funny, man. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. Jason Smith, Elliot Harris, and Michael Fabiano here at NFL Network. Number is 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. We'll help you set your lineups, tell you who to pick up over the course of the next couple hours here on the show. And, of course, going to kick things off today, as we always do, taking a look back at Monday Night Football. And uh, you know what? From a, let, let's, let's just look at this game from a fantasy perspective. Because if I have to relive Chaz Schillen's dropping an onside kick, Mark Sanchez missing a wide-open Antonio Cromartie by three yards that could have won the game, if i got to relive that and relive the tip pa- if i got to relive that. But see, here's the thing. It's, it's, here's the thing. This is a fantasy show, fantasy. and the Jets yes. are let's irrelevant fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, let's, talk fa- let's talk Houston Texans fantasy. Let's start off with that. Because, Michael Fabiano, you, you giggled at me. The other day, when I said, "Which happens Andre, often. it happens." Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a giggly. I, I inspire giggles in people. Harrison sings. I inspire giggles. When I said Andre Johnson can't play on Monday night, he's not the same Andre Johnson. He's the he's the zombie Andre Johnson. It looks like Andre Johnson. You think it is, but really he's a zombie. And you have to during treat him the as bye a weeks. Now. Who are you going to play ahead of Andre Johnson? He's a zombie. No, but I said for this week. No, no, no. This was a we had a bye. We had yeah. a bye week. Yeah, but you're going to play someone this week he, ahead of Andre Johnson. He's just yeah. He's just not uh, the same I'm, guy. I'm not Fast, doing it. He hasn't had a hundred yard game in eleven weeks. Eleven weeks he has a hundred yard game. He's not the same. Number one, because they don't throw the football as much. And and number two, he's he's just not. You know, he's over thirty. He's coming off an injury. He doesn't look like the same receiver. He was single covered a lot last night. And Antonio Cromartie is pretty good, but Antonio Cromartie is still not good enough to be able to blanket a guy like that for the. You said he game. hasn't had a hundred yard game in eleven weeks. Well, he had a hundred yard game in week la- one. Okay, one in his last eleven weeks. Okay, so well, he's one had, game he's in had, his last. He has weeks. had one. He said okay, two one in eleven weeks. Very good games and three really bad games. I'm sticking with Andre Johnson. You're sticking with him. See, I'm sticking with him. You know what? See, you're in a zombie apocalypse. I would worry about Fabs because Fabs would see somebody be a member of his family. He would say, "No, it's no, it's my dad. No, Fabs is a zombie." And then Fabs would get eaten by your dad. That's what happened to you. Your dad would come up. You think it's your dad, and he eat you, and you turn into a zombie. If you were a zombie, would you still give good fantasy advice, Smith. or would you just be consumed with you know eating other people? Speaking of zombies, you're starting to scare <laughs> me a little bit here. You know what? I, I just want to. Do you know who they're playing this week? By the way. The Green Bay Packers, who just gave up 212 yards to Reggie Wayne. I'm starting Andre Johnson. Let me just say this on Andre Johnson, okay? And and I'm certainly not infallible. I mean, I took Fred Jackson second round, third or excuse me, third round in all my fantasy drafts. I have him on all three of my teams. He's killing me. We all make mistakes, but I never understood why everyone, and including my colleagues on Fantasy Live, had Andre Johnson rated so high to begin with. And if you look at his numbers, he's not a second round player. He's not. Uh, he wasn't a second-round player last year. He wasn't on pace to be a second-round player last year. I just don't get it. Uh, Andre Johnson's a very, very good football player in reality. He's an all-pro in reality. In fantasy, I don't know. I, I didn't have him in my top three at wide receiver going into this year. I'll say that. Elliot, he had 115 catches, 1,500 yards. 101 catches, 1,500 yards. Yes. 86 catches, 1,200 yards. This is why he was one of the he top was. receivers. He did. Right, but right. last year... 
last year who was not on pace for that kind of season because mm. Houston changed their offense. Yes, I know he hurt his hamstring against Pittsburgh. I watched the game. Then he re-injured his hamstring against the Falcons. But the bottom line is you can't just look at a player in a vacuum. You have to look at what that offense is doing. And when we're recommending, or Fabs, when you're recommending Arian Foster as the number one overall pick, which you were pretty hardline about, mm-hmm. then there's an offset to that. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you're recommending, if, if, okay, so Fab says Aaron Foster, I think Jason, you said it was Aaron Rodgers was mm-hmm. number one pick. If you say Aaron Rodgers is number one pick in fantasy, then just by virtue of that, don't I kind of have to know that Packers tailback isn't going to be that great? Even if it was someone good, <clears throat> excuse me, like there's Ryan only Grant, so many plays to go around. There's only yeah. so many footballs to go around. So by that, plays. you think Ray Rice is going to have a subpar year the rest of the season? I, I don't see Ray Rice being with Foster and McCoy at the end of the year. So, would you rather have Ray Rice or, for example, Alfred Morris or Darren McFadden? Is I'd Ray Rice going to have, I'd still rather have that Ray bad Rice. of a season? I'd still rather have Ray Rice, but the difference there is I, – I see the analogy you're drawing, and not to be disagreeable because I like to let you two fight on the show. It's much more entertaining <laughs> for me. I rarely fight on the show. However, I'll say this. Ray Rice is involved in the passing game. How often do you see Andre Johnson get a reverse, Fabs? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not a fair comparison. Uh, I thought you were going to say, how often do you see Andre Johnson involved in the passing game? And I would say, you're right, because yeah. it's not nearly as much. Lately, right? not very much, that's <laughs> and then, for sure. Just to, just to end my little two-minute filibuster here on Andre Johnson, guys, he's in his 10th season. You know, I, it hits the, Everyone hits the wall. Yes, Reggie Wayne didn't hit the wall yet, it appears. But every player, once they get to the 10-year mark, can we agree, a lot of guys start to go downhill. I could just name player after player that by their 10th year started to go downhill. We may have seen the best days of Andre Johnson. I think we probably have. Yeah. I think we probably have. When I hit 30, I started going downhill. I mean, that's how I, that's how I mean, when I hit 40, I thought I'm going to start going backwards towards 30. I thought I was the one. I thought I was Neo. Didn't happen for me. I noticed when I hit 30, I, I know 40 is the new 30. When I hit 30, I noticed I really yeah, slowed down Yeah, when I look at you, Smith, that's, that's the first thing I think of. Boy, he, he reminds me a lot of Neo. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, you know, in my mid to late 30s now, I couldn't pull off a probe, you know, like a teal probe GT. Like I used to. No, tough. Yeah. You can still pull off the pickup, though. Like, a like teal a, probe? I had a teal probe 93. I had a GT. white probe. Oh, that was back when everybody GT. used to wear crazy colors, and it was all, and fashion yeah. was that. Yeah. Bright and Sam White had the Cincinnati Bengals hat with the cursive on it. Yeah, you got <laughs> right. it. You've mentioned that like twice in the last three days. <laughs> yeah. I love that hat. I know. I'm gonna I buy you love that, that hat. hat. Yeah. 88XM Fantasy, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison from NFL Network, NFL Fantasy Live, taking your calls, helping you set your lineups. But first, we're looking back at the Monday night game. The one big thing we saw from last night, other than Andre Johnson being a big question mark for you now, is Owen Daniels in a year where tight ends have been either a couple really good ones, and then you're filling guys every week. Owen Daniels has become a solid top five option for you. He's a top five fantasy tight end right now. He's third in fantasy points at tight end right now. You read my mind. Uh, You know, keep in mind that Joel Dreesen, I believe, caught six touchdowns last season. Yes. He's, He's in Denver now. Okay. Now I'm not saying they don't have anybody else, but they don't have anybody else. <laughs> no, they, they have, Do they have anybody else? No, they have uh, they have Casey from the Rice University. Sure, my brother. Ran they got track. Devere Posey, who yeah, was playing Devere. on special teams. Yeah, they have a couple kids mm-hmm. that that they got in the draft, but right at wideout. I'm just talking about the receivers as a whole. Yeah. But when you look at the Texans' offense, Owen Daniels is the clear number two there, and based on what we were just talking about, you could almost make a case for him being the number one. 
Yeah. And it, and it works out when you're not covered on plays like the Jets decided, you know, Monday night we're going to not cover Owen Daniels, but still. This is someone who fabs. We talked about this a couple of days we talked about Owen Daniels. 3 years ago we thought he was going to be the next great tight end in the NFL. Then he got hurt, he missed a season, mm-hmm. he came back. It's been slow for him to come back, but the now offense finally changed. Yeah, 3 years later, he's really become the the top top the top option there now as far as fantasy for points. Yeah, there was a time and I believe it was 3 years ago, Elliot, where over the first eight weeks of the season, he was the best tight end in fantasy yep. football. And then he blew out his knee again. He's had several ACL reconstructions. So last season, he was more missed than hit, and that's why he dropped so far in drafts in 2012. But right now, between Tony Gonzalez and Owen Daniels, I mean, those are two of the best bargains in fantasy football. The, two of the best bargains. You bet. And Houston loves that one play. Where, you know, they always run the stretch running play with Darian Foster. They love to run that fake Jason that bootleg off the stretch play where yep. Shaw rolls yep. out and then he tries to hit his tight end on a wheel route deep we saw it last year several times saw it with Joel Dreesen last year and then we saw it last night uh play which, after play after I, play after but play. it works but that's when your bootleg, running game yeah. is effective mm-hmm. like theirs are you can do that and I tell you what Cromartie for as great a game as he had he was great last night he did get turned around on that double slow That double move, move by Owen Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, I think it was so too. slow, Cromartie didn't know what to do. Well, he had so much time because there was no – the pass rush went all the entire other way. And as soon as that play happened, I said, this is going to be a touchdown. Because everybody was on – they were like the roadrunner trying to stop or Wiley Coyote who tries to stop and he falls off the cliff. That's kind of what happened. What, what do you guys think of Shaw at this point going forward? Good matchup this week against Green Bay, but long term. He's a two. Yeah. He's a two. Uh, that's what he is. Uh, the Jets, he was a bad play last week. We said it. He, he's a two. If he's got a good matchup and we're in the bye weeks, maybe he's a low-end one. But he's not a guy you can lean on anymore because of what you said earlier. The Houston Texans have become a run-first team. They don't throw the ball as much anymore. And Schaub is more of a game manager at this point than he is a guy who's out there making plays to win football games. Oh, go ahead. Let me throw one Jets fantasy topic at you. Because there is a Jets fantasy topic that we must hit on the show today, and it has nothing to do with Tim Tebow. I know where you're going. Right now, Mark Sanchez is still the quarterback. Rex Ryan says yes. At some point, that will change. We told you last week, pick up Tim Tebow, stash him, especially after last night. Looked like he's gaining more of an understanding of the playbook. Looked like he's making a couple more plays. But during the game last night, we had a tweet from Terrell Owens. It said, hey, I'm available. And he gave his agent's Twitter handle and said, Jets, call me. Let's do Let's do this. Rex Ryan said today, I will never say never when we're looking at all options. They're, so now the they're Jets. Not, they're not going to sign Terrell If Owens. the Jets sign Terrell Owens, mm-hmm. do you pick him up in fantasy? Does it become fantasy worthy? No. Now, even with nobody else to throw the football to. I disagree with you on why, that, by the way. Why has no one called him? He's done. It's finished. He's over. He was playing with a team in the preseason that had no wide receivers. Nothing is over! And they cut him. <laughs> yeah, but they had more wide receivers than the Jets do. Like, the, Seattle had no wide receivers. You, you want to know the, the guy you receivers. pick up this week is Jeremy Curley. He is now the number one option in that Jets pass him. attack. And he's got a good matchup this week against the Colts. If you need a wide receiver, if you really need a wide receiver, you pick up Jeremy <laughs> Curley. If you really need a wide if receiver. You, if you have everybody on a bye and you don't want to, you don't want to have an empty spot in your lineup, can, pick can up we, Jeremy Can we Curley. also talk about the fact that we are going to have one of the great fantasy players of all time on our show today, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk coming up in about 15 minutes here on the show. Just stop, stop by. You know, just wasting time talking about the Jets. Well, t- hey, we're talking about fan- Why You just have an anti-Jets thing going on. No, I have on. an That's anti-Jets thing since you That's came what it into is. my life. Yeah. And, and, I don't know, but I know what I want Trevor to play for us when we come back in from break. What's that? The end of Rambo. 
The end of when he's telling Richard Crennan, nothing is over. Over there, I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Over here, it's nothing. I can't even get a job parking cars. That's pretty good. That's a pre- that, that's a good early '80s Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, well, I like that. I tell you what, Curly acquitted himself pretty well last night. He had fellas. almost 100 yards. Hey, he did. I, look, so, almost had a touchdown. To Sanchez. See, that's the thing. That tip pass. You see Sanchez what we're doing? Bad pass. We're getting sucked into it, Harrison. Sanchez. We're getting it. sucked into it. Even Don't let him do it to us. It. If Don't let him. Oh, you know what way. we really need to talk about is the fact you that know, running backs are completely falling and. and, and Completely killing fantasy owners. Ryan Williams is out. Do who do we pick up in Arizona? Okay, do we have any idea? Cedric Benson's out. Who we pick up in Green Bay? Do we have any idea? There's backfield committee messes, and I'm thinking this is the start of going back to the past. And when you draft in 2013, you're drafting running backs in the first round again. Oh, will we go back to the past? Will it I be, am telling you. Will it be 2003 all over again in fantasy football? And I think we need to say this. If you are in a pet league where you get uh, points for tip passes, Mark Sanchez is easily a must-start every week. right? I mean, you, you get all kinds of points. From here. It's like a PPR thing, except it's a TPR. Tip passes. That's what you need. Tip passes per player. All right, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, Marshall Falk coming up in about 15 minutes or so. And coming up, we'll help you set your lineups and give you all the players you need to pick up as you get set for Week 6 in the NFL, Series 210, XM87. Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go after Elliot Harrison, you better remember one thing. A lot of body bags. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> and a lot of chest hair. <laughs> Antonio Cromartie, he reminded me of that movie last night. He did. Really? How? Yeah, because Brian Denny had that sweet reversible wool jacket he was yeah. wearing. Uh-huh. And, and Cromartie was reversible last night. Oh, playing on yeah. offense and defense. Yeah, it was oh, nice. Okay. Oh, I love that. See that. That jacket is legendary. you got to get one of those. Here I think the prop probably has it. Comparison, but it, only in the mind of Elliot Harrison. <laughs> NFL Fantasy Live, Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano here to help you set your lineup, get you set for all your Week 6 action. And we'll talk about things like the very first First Blood movie. 888-XM-FANTASY is your number. 888-XM-FANTASY is your number. The Cantina is coming up. Top of next hour. That's where anything goes. We'll get to a couple of big injuries in a couple minutes. But first, let's get in Brad from West Palm Beach. He's got a question. Brad, what do you got? Hey, guys. uh, Thanks for taking my call. I'm in a uh, non-PPR league. And uh, we've got a running back problem due to the buys and the injuries. So my question is, this sounds a little crazy. All I have is Spiller and Jackson this week. I was thinking of playing them both because it's a 50-50 between them. I have All I have is to play those two or I have like I could get, you know, some waivers, which is would be like Starks, David Wilson, or Redmond. That's about it. What do you guys think? Poof. Just I for this one want, week, because I, I got MJ. He's coming back. I, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't drop anyone prominent to pick up anybody on the waiver wire at running back right now. You're looking at a timeshare in Green Bay with Alex Green and um, James Starks in Arizona. We don't know what's happening. Is it? Right. I think it's William Powell, but we. Could be Stevens Howley. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody, they're not going to go to any one guy. Is it a PPR league or is it a standard no, it's league? A non-PPR. No, non-PPR. Yeah, Alex Green's got a really tough matchup anyway. Right, uh, He's going to yep. be playing at Houston. You know what, man? I'd just play them both. They've got to be fired up. They it's know one week. They, they know that they were awful last week. 
they're both capable of producing. What's great about Spiller is he can hit a home run for you. So even if he gets limited touches, but he busts off a 45-yard run, you know, take your seven points from each and, and be happy with it and just remember that it's one week. You know, and that's something, too, guys, that, that we haven't gotten to a lot. I appreciate the call, Brad, is that usually by now there's a handful of players that you've picked up off the waiver wire that you've plugged in that have been great for you. And so far this year, really, it's well, – we talked about Owen Daniels. Really, it's Owen Daniels, Alfred Morris, mm-hmm. and James Jones. And really, that's it. Who's been a consistent person? Well, I'm going to pick up, put in my lineup. I can play him every week. He's Ryan a big Fitzpatrick waiver wire was star. previous to last week. He yeah, was, he's, but he's he still, he's still a matchup good. guy. Yeah, he's he still a matchup good. guy. Uh, absolutely. Andy this Dalton. year on waivers, you, you haven't seen that, you know, Ryan Grant from 2009 or Ernest Grant from 2009 or uh, that, that Cam Newton from last season. Yeah. Cam Newton didn't get drafted in most leagues last season. So I think part of that is we haven't seen the number of injuries yet. It's early in the season, so there's still time. But also, running backs are already a question mark as it is because there's so many backfield committees. So if a running back does go down, the guy who comes in, it's not Michael Bush sans uh, Darren McFadden last season, right? It's William Powell and Bilal Powell and Laurent Stevens-Howling and, Al- and Alex Green. It's a bunch of ham and eggers. Marvin Powell. Yeah, Marvin Powell. <laughs> Jets or as Adam Rank would say, mid-card jobbers and curtain jerkers. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't seen that whole scenario where a running back goes down, another running back comes in, becomes the workhorse, again, much like a Michael Bush last season. So it's been tough, but I'm telling you right now, and we'll talk about this with Marshall Falk uh, here, here coming up in a little bit, we're going to trend towards running backs being the prominent first-round pick next season. I, I agree with Things that. Things are going back in that direction. If, if I agree with you if they stay healthy. But if we see it's only week five, if we Listen, see in week seven, Arian Foster gets Aaron hurt. Aaron Rodgers has been healthy, guys, and he hasn't done a thing. No, I mean for running backs. If we what, see the running backs stay healthy. Games, right. Trent we Richardson, see running backs stay healthy. Adrian Peterson will be a full year removed from the from the ACL surgery. Jamal Charles, the same thing. You're going to see a move back to running backs being drafted in the first round. Right now, you know who people can't trust? It's their quarterbacks. Well, I was just about to say that I think Andy Dalton's been a very good waiver wire pickup. Yes, he, he was drafted been. in a lot of leagues. Yep. He had three straight weeks of 20-plus points. Uh, I think the St. Louis Rams defense has been a good waiver wire pickup for some people. They're in the top ten in Arizona fantasy. Cardinals, who you like yeah, in the preseason. Yeah. Defenses, though, are tough, though, because you're really playing the match. Are you, are you going to start Arizona against Tom Brady and the Patriots? You weren't going to do that. No. You, you start your great – that's the thing about defense is that there's no such thing as a, a must-start defense because you'll start your great quarterback against anybody. Right? It doesn't matter who Drew Brees plays against. You're going to start Drew Brees. Right? But if you have the if you have the Dolphins' defense or the Rams' defense and they're playing against Drew Brees, well, you're not going to start them because you think this guy's going to go for 40 Five points. I'm going to wind up with negative points out okay, of my Okay, but on that point, though, But you're right. Arizona and St. Louis are, are two pretty good pickups. On yes. that point, I didn't draft Arizona's defense. I picked him up on the waiver wire in the first week. I had Baltimore Ravens. I sat the Cardinals to play the Ravens one week. But other than that, but I didn't drop the Cardinals to play the Ravens. I kept them both. Right. Why? I know everyone's against keeping two defenses, or most people are. Why do I want to keep some spare who's not going to play at all? And on the point of, of, of that... If you do have the roster space and you have a great defense, you don't need an extra defense, you're doing great in your starting lineup, I'm not so sure that you should drop someone like Andre Brown right away. I really don't because you were talking about waiver wire pickups at Purdue. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Andre Brown, who plays less than Mark Ingram. Now, most people would rather keep Mark Ingram, right? But Mark Ingram hasn't done anything when he's gotten a chance to play. 
Okay, at least Andre Brown, when he got a start, put up a monster game. So if Ahmad Bradshaw gets hurt or David Wilson's in the doghouse again, then Andre Brown could give you a big game again. What are the chances that Mark Ingram's going to give you a big game in fantasy? No, you're, abs- you're, you're right. The, the one thing that hurts you is that in a lot of 10-team leagues, you have six bench spots. Mm-hmm. right? Now, even in 12-team leagues, you know, leagues have a little more. And we you play have with six seven. bench spots, right. You have six bench spots. No, in 10-team leagues, NFL.com, there's six. There's six bench seven. spots. No, six bench spots because okay. we play with a flex. That's right. Fantasy football, Elliot, we play with yes, a flex stop. position. So it, it, with all the buys especially now, you it's really tough to pick up a guy. If you don't have a deep bench where you can have six, seven, eight guys, it's really difficult because, look, for instance, here's here's my bench right now. I'm, obviously, I'm going to replace Cedric Benson. Andrew Luck, DeMarco Murray, Malcolm Floyd, and now I can potentially drop uh, Sean Green because he stinks. But... Coming into the season after week one, you know, week one, week two, who am I going to drop out of that list if I need somebody? I mean, there's not a lot of people to drop because – so it's really tough to, to carry. That's the reason why it's tough to carry two defenses because do I really want to carry that extra defense at the expense of, well, maybe, maybe Cedric Benson's not going to be good or maybe somebody else is not going to be good. It's kind of hard. You need a deep bench to be able to do that. Well, the team I carried Andre Brown on had a very good starters, but my depth, they just weren't very good. And so I didn't care. It doesn't bother me to keep someone like Andre Brown, who's not playing right now, on the bench is what I would call a fantasy future. But you can't do that if you have a bench like yours. It really depends on the makeup of your team. Yeah, and you will wind up, you know, mainly depending on how you draft, you're going you're gonna to wave probably fabs nearly half your team and pick up new guys by the time the season's over. You'll make that many you're moves. You'll make win. that many moves. You're playing to win. You're going to keep trying to pick up guys and keep and keep waiting to hit. You got to throw as much stuff up at the wall as you can and see what sticks. Obviously having a, you know, not having a deep bench is is is, is a big thing, but you're going to wave a lot of your guys. Can't fall in, if after week 5, you can't stay in love with guys that haven't brought you this far. Right. I mean, like the Kevin Ogletrees of the world who you picked up in week 1, he hasn't done anything since then. There's there's some big name players that I'm not going to drop. Chris Johnson stinks. It's actually it's actually a surprise when he has a good game now. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. When he goes out there and lays an egg, we're like, oh, well, that's Chris Johnson. <laughs> I mean, it's the same player we talked about in 2009 that was a must start in the contestant's number one overall pick in fantasy football drafts. I'm not dropping Chris Johnson. Maybe he'll catch lightning in a bottle at some point or something positive happens because right now he has been just awful, diddly poo, as Elliot Harrison likes to say. But you're right. A lot of your roster is going to get turned over uh, during the course of the fantasy season. If you're trying to win a championship, which that's what we're all in it to do. All right, let's get to Guy in Indiana's trade question. Guy, what do you have? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Guy, what do you got? Uh, so I got a bit of a, a tricky trade question. And most of the time we would say no to it, but it's a keeper. And so if you draft it around, you get, get the previous round for a keeper next year. And my my team's Cam Newton, uh, Jamal Charles, Alfred Morris, and then I got Calvin Johnson, Reggie Wayne, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Lloyd. The trade is that I'd give up Calvin Johnson and Alfred Morris for Marshawn Lynch and pretty much a trash receiver, but I'm, I mean, he's going to give me Garcon. The thing is, Marshawn Lynch was in the seventh round last year from a previous keeper year, so I'd give him a sixth round for going for next year. Would you do the trade now, or would you stick with the team I got going forward? I'd stick with the team you got. I really would. Alfred Morris, especially in a keeper league, yeah, looks pretty good. Where'd you get Alfred Morris? Calvin Johnson, exactly. Yeah, I'd I stick agree. with him. Stick with him. Don't make the move. 
888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live here at the NFL Network answering your questions. But coming up next, we are a couple of minutes away from Marshall Falk, one of the greatest fantasy running backs of all time. Going to stop by, talk about what he thinks about players like Alfred Morris and more what they mean for your fantasy team. Coming up next, but first, let's get to the Fantasy Fix. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. There is no one who air drums like Elliot Harrison. <laughs> and, and the best part is he doesn't just air drum. He gives you the facial expressions that the drummer would have while he's doing it. And them. just seconds ago, he did actually a pretty good Neil Diamond impersonation of the E.T. song. He did. Yes, he did. Harrison? Yeah. What? You, you transferred from Neil Diamond to, to the Trooper like that. That was pretty nice. Well, I can only one say or say one thing. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Is that Jerry Jones and Neil Diamond? Yeah. That's, that's a little combination of both of them. That was actually Neil Diamond, not yeah. Elliot Harrison. <laughs> Just so we know. Turn on your heart light, Lerod Stephen Talling. We need you. So, guys, speaking of Lerod Stephen Talling, and uh, we're going to have Marshall Flock here in a second, but that Cardinals backfield is a mess. It is similar to what the Green Bay backfield is right now, which is a mess. It's a big bag of dog turds. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, How big a bag? So let me ask, that you, way let me ask you a question. You can only target one back per backfield if you need running back help. Who do you target? In Green Bay, it is. I have to. I have to take one. I have to pick one of them. Yes, I have to take one of this those. This is guys. what fantasy owners want to know, Smith. I will go if I have to take one. Because well, here's the here's the thing: is that do I really think I want to take my waiver wire, wave somebody? It, look, if I have somebody that's hurt, okay, I'll go get somebody. If I have to take one of those guys, I'll go with the thin man. I'll go with William Powell. Mm-hmm. Just because I, in, in Green Bay, it seems like Mike McCarthy says, well, we're, we're going to get everybody some looks. James Starks is going to get healthy soon. He's going to play. They even said Brandon Sane is going to start running the football a little bit. They're not going to replace Cedric Benson with one person. So that's absolutely – it's going to be just like it was last year where nobody had fantasy value after week eight, week nine. But in Arizona, the potential that Powell could be the number one player there. Okay, they're not just going to suddenly give it to LaRod Stevens Howling. He is who he is. He's been there a few years. So he's the guy, I think, with the most potential to be a number one. He's the guy I'll pick up this week. I'm calling Sam Congato and then uh, probably give Kevin Barlow a call after that. Kevin Barlow. He was awful with the Jets. Kevin Barlow. He was not exactly <laughs> great with the Niners either. You know, right now, with LaRod Stevens Howling, I think you said it on Fantasy Live earlier today, Fabs. If you're in a PPR league, if you get points for returns, then I think it's a no-brainer. But you're stuck right now. You hope somebody like Donald Brown is sitting out there, but what are the chances that Donald Brown is actually sitting out there on the waiver wire right now? The waiver wire is barren at the running back position. It's barren. And if you're playing a flex, don't put a running back in your flex. You're going to have a lot easier time. You're, honestly, you have a lot easier time picking up someone like Curly and putting him in as your flex, as much as it pains me to say it. You, this is like the third time you've brought – and I'm not the one bringing up Jeremy Curley, but this is the third time you brought up Jeremy Curley. Well, Curley's Jeremy Curley had a nice ball game. He had a nice game against the Texans, and he looks like Sanchez's most reliable receiver. Am I crazy? Does no. Chad Shillens no. look I reliable? Believe, you can't, you, no, Chad Shillens can't catch – he's a wide receiver, and he can't catch an onside kick when he jumps in the air and there's nobody there with him. You can, can you throw him the football? You can't. I thought so, you were going to say he can't catch a cold. No, he can't catch that either. Well, that's good, though. It must mean he has a good immune system. 
He's also immune to catching the football. Catch the football. Uh, hey, speaking of a uh, bit of breaking news here, if you are starting Billy Cundiff on your fantasy team, why are you doing that? First of all, you, uh, you shouldn't be, and now you're really not going to because the Redskins will cut Billy Cundiff and are going to sign Kai Forbath on Tuesday to be Who? their new kicker Who? out of UCLA. Okay. Kai Forbath. Well, apparently they know something that, that we don't. Cundiff was cut after going two for six the last two weeks. Pair of misses from 31 yards out. You can't miss 31-yard field goals. No. You can't miss them. Because especially now that we are in the era, probably the, era, the best era, just, just a couple seconds on kickers here as we wait, Marshall Falk. There's the punting and kicking in the National Football League has never been better than it is right now. It used to be five, seven years ago, even seven years ago, if you had a kicker, you made 75% of your field goals. That was a great season. You were you were 24 out of 31. Oh, that's a great year. You made most of your extra points. Now that gets you cut because you got to make 85, 85 to 90% of your fields, especially you got to make almost 100% from 40 yards in it because there's a lot of guys out there on the street that can do that if you can't. Let's not forget that Cundiff missed the field goal in the AFC Championship either. Yeah. That kid's confidence has got to be a little bit shot. Did any, either of you guys put in a waiver claim for Zerline in St. Louis? Yes, I already have him in a few leagues. I put in a claim for him. I didn't get him, but I got Blair Walsh because he's a guy like just as much as Zerline because Blair Walsh from 50 yards out, he's as, he's as money as Zerline is. I'll tell you, the kicker that I'm really disappointed with that I targeted in the preseason and I thought was going to have a great year was Prater in Denver, but it hasn't quite worked out that way. He's he said like one big game. Yeah. 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 The, mm-hmm. I, here's what I was thinking. The offense was going to be a lot better, okay? Their running back situation is so-so. I thought they may have trouble punching it in in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So that's going to give Prater opportunities. And then Prater has a huge leg. Prater can hit from 50 like nobody. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, It boggles my mind that this guy's not having a better season. I, I think it's just the luck. That's the problem with kickers, too. A lot of times it's not on them. If that offense is getting into the red zone and they're very proficient, as some offenses are, then your kicker is going to stink. You, you almost want a kicker on a team that has a good offense that is notorious for stalling in the red zone. You know, I, I think that's that's the way it used to be, but I think now I want a kicker that's going to give me those those 40 to 49 and 50-plus yarders. Janikowski. Look, look at the best kickers. Zerline has four 50-plus yarders. Blair Walsh has three. Goskowski, Justin Tucker both have two fabs. You love Justin Tucker. Um, Phil Dawson's got mm-hmm. four this year. Connor Barth has three, and he's, you know, he's on waivers in, in a lot of different leagues. These are the guys that need to be your kickers because you take a look at some of the, the standby guys. Look, Adam Vinatieri has hardly any fantasy points. Jay Feely, Ryan Suckup. You know, these guys that have been really good kickers are all being passed by. And just because this guy's a kicker and a name, well, if you had another position where you were playing a guy with 25 fantasy points and you could pick up somebody that's got 55 fantasy points, you'd go do that in a second. Well, you got to do that for kickers, too, because you're getting a lot of points out here. Can either one of you guys tell me who Marshall Fox' kicker was uh, in 99 when they won the Super Bowl? Jeff Wilkins? Ooh. Was it Wilkins? I won a championship with Wilkins, but I won in Wilkins or Doug Bryan? Wilkins was, was really good Bryan. in fantasy for a few no, years. Doug Bryan yeah. went to the Jets. It's Jeff Wilkins. Yeah, it's Jeff I, Wilkins. I asked that question not knowing the answer. I could not remember. I know who their uh, punter was. They had to. They had an injury. They had to call Mike Horan out of retirement. That's right. Mike Horan was like 41. <laughs> was that it? Mike Horan was one of those guys that could grow like a sweet stash when he was 24. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> 888-XM-FANTASY, 888 XM Fantasy, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison here as we help answer your questions. We get ready for your Fantasy Week 6 dominance and a couple of headlines to get to here. We saw Ron Rivera say a day ago, Cam Newton is pressing. He's he's pressing. So is he someone you can stick with at quarterback? Or, or do you need to – I could keep putting Cam Newton out there, or do we wind up doing something different? Here's what I do on Cam Newton. 
Uh, Cam Newton, you don't, first of all, you don't drop him. And I have seen tweets, do I drop Cam Newton? Please do not drop Cam Newton. I'm going to try to deal him, and I'm going to try to deal him right after the game November 4th when they play the Washington Redskins. Because that week, he's probably going to put up humongous numbers because the Redskins cannot stop anyone. They're on pace to give up over 5,000 yards, over 40 touchdowns. He has a huge week. Then I try to deal him. Sell high. Get you somebody else. Help fill out your roster. This is providing you have another quarterback. You know, if you've, if you've got Cam Newton and, say, Andy Dalton, who you picked up on the waiver wire, why not try to deal Cam and fill out the rest of your roster and go with uh, Andy Dalton the rest of the way? Fabs, can you hold on? I mean, you just traded for him, hoping he would turn I traded, things around. Well, I traded for him a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm sticking with him. Uh, he's got some better matchups coming up. He, he played does. the Seahawks last week. You can't kill him for that. And the Seahawks defense I'm is ridiculous. I'm not killing him. I'm just saying, but, why not no, no, try no, no, I'm to not trade saying, high? He he's he's he was never going to be as good this year as he was last year, and as long as you come to grips with that when you drafted him or you traded for him like I did, I'm fine with him. I, I really am. What do you I, do with I Steve think Smith? The, the gap is the big thing, though. Is like even Aaron Rodgers, we knew he's not going to throw 45 touchdowns this year, but now he's going to throw around 30. If I thought, okay, I'll get an Aaron Rodgers who's going to throw me 38, 39 touchdowns instead of 45. Okay, if I get a Cam Newton who's going to total, you know, five or six less touchdowns than he had a year ago. Okay, but this is now the gulf is wide between what you thought the drop off was going to be and what it actually is. True. Well, I, I watched that game. <clears throat> is that Carolina? They're in the red zone. Uh, they ran a design quarterback draw on first and goal. And Seattle's defense was just waiting for it. You know, Cam's a great athlete, but if the defense, if an NFL defense is waiting for a play nine times out of ten, you're stopped. It doesn't matter what kind of – there's no Vince Young versus USC going on here, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think Steve Smith's an interesting to- you know, topic to, to discuss as far as trade options as well. All right, I'll get to Steve Smith, Jason Smith, Elliot Harris, and Michael Fabiano here on NFL Fantasy Live on Series 210 XM87. We're two minutes away from Marshall Falk. All your big running back questions answered coming up next here on Series 210 XM87. Eighties rock fans and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano. If NFL Harrison Fantasy Live. grew the beard a little bit, he and maybe had the he needs the longer mullet, hair. He could be Kip Winger potentially. Yeah, and I yeah. could wear the Flash Dance shirt off my shoulder the way Kip Winger did. In the he, was, he was a good looking dude, man. I remember when I was like twenty twenty one. You like, had a crush I, on if him. I looked like Kip Winger. I would. Ah, oh, you had a crush on him. That he had Kip awesome. Winger posters in his bedroom. I love Kip Winger. He's good looking. dude. Can, hey, uh, hey, Bryce. Can <laughs> we make sure dude. that that sentence, that bit of audio, gets saved? For the future, you look good. I what would he just say? Right. He's a good looking dude. I'm I won't not tell you say right it, now. But this okay. is pretty good. Well, okay, there's two people in this world I like a lot: Cheryl Teagues and Kip Winger. Okay, <laughs> tell you right Teagues. now, she looked good when she was like 55. Cheryl Teagues. Hey, Jason, I got a I got a question before we get Marshall Falk up in why, here. Why we got Why we have the Southern accent when we talk about Marshall Falk and, you, and Cheryl Teagues? Do you deal Steve Smith or do you hold tight? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would I would hold with Steve, Steve Smith only because Steve Smith. I would hold with Steve Smith. <laughs> Shh, I'm hunting Wabbath. I would hold with Steve Smith only because Brandon LaFell really hasn't come through as the threat we thought he was going to be. Greg Olson had a nice couple of weeks. We saw him dovetail last week. Steve Smith is still the only player there that's really catching pass you can depend on in Carolina. I, I would hold on to him. Yeah, well, guys, we do have... 
one of the greatest fantasy football players of all time. If there was a Mount Rushmore, this man, Marshall Falk, would be on it. Marshall, thanks for joining us here on NFL Fantasy Live. Oh, What's going problem, on, my friend? Man, not a problem. Glad to be a How part of the you? show. Glad to yeah, be a hey, part listen, of the show. We're, uh, we're pleased to have you on, man. And I think the first thing that we want to ask you is a question a lot of fantasy owners are wondering. What the hell is wrong with Chris Johnson? What is going on with him? You know, he came out and looked. I, will, I need some guys to step up. And, you know, I think that's it. Um, when, when you're a dynamic runner, uh, you, you, you watch Arian Foster. Uh, whenever whenever they shut down the run, they have guys that they can go to to, to kind of make the defense back up. Now, look at the offensive line that Chris Johnson ran behind uh, two years ago when he went for 2,000. Those two tackles are the same tackles. But I'm going to tell you, those inside three, and I believe that makes an offensive line go. That center and those two guards, they really make it go. Those guys are the same guys. These three guys that they have right now, they're not even close to the same guys. Marshall, does it does it seem like to you, without being overly critical here, but it, you know, just watching the Titans games, there are a lot of plays that I feel like Chris Johnson could at least make the first guy miss, and he's not doing it. He's going down awfully easily. Even the greatest backs, yourself – Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, you didn't always knock all 11 down. Sometimes you had to make a guy miss in the hole, and Chris Johnson doesn't seem to be doing that a lot. Yeah, it's um, and he's, he's fallen into that trap, you know, and I, I hate it. It can happen to you. You know, he became accustomed to at least having a line of scrimmage, and, and so often now he's getting hit in the backfield. Uh, guys are getting penetration across the line of scrimmage. Um before last week's game, I kind of charted his 58 carries. Seventh, he had got hit in the backfield or had to make a move in the backfield before he was given a line of scrimmage. And that's just tough. As a, as a runner, it's tough. And, and Chris is not a big guy. You know, he, he, we're talking about sometimes you have to take that hit and try to keep going. You can't always make guys miss. But um, what you're seeing is correct, and I think it's just he's frustrated. With with what what has happened, um, he's frustrated at how he had to hold out to get the money, and and now it's all coupled, and and it looks like he's lost a little a little bit of the drive that you need to have as a back. All right, Marshall, uh, talk about someone who's taken his place. And we actually had on fantasy breakups today on NFL Fantasy Live, breaking up with Chris Johnson, cheating on you with a guy like Alfred Morris, who's been incredible in Washington so far. The big question, though, we've seen the guy. He's getting the carries. There's no Shanahanigans going on. But how long can a guy who's never had this workload keep this pace up until he starts to fall off? That's not, I want to see myself. You know, Mike Shanahan does a great job at finding these guys. Um, and then putting those guys into play, uh, they fit into his system. And uh, now for Morris, um, you know, he seemed to have that extra added dimension that when he crossed the line of scrimmage, um, you know, he, he, he can make guys miss. You know, he has a little wiggle about him. And I, I, I like I like the fact that they are, you know, although they have other guys that are capable, that he's a guy that um, that he's a guy that. Uh, that they believe in. So they're, they're going with it. And, and I like, you know, he and RG3 together. That that combo is, is just looking so good. Marshall, are you surprised at all at the success that running backs like Jamal Charles and Adrian Peterson and Richard Mendenhall, to a lesser degree, he had one good game, are having this year coming off of ACL surgery? I mean, that was basically a statistical death sentence for a running back in his first year back 
But now these three guys, especially Charles, it doesn't look like he's lost anything off of that operation. Ronald Anderson is amazing, and I've watched these guys, and I've been in awe. Uh, actually, I've been a little jealous. You know, I feel like whatever they had done, maybe if I'd have had it done, I could have played a little longer. <laughs> but but it's just it, it's it's amazing what they've been able to do. I watched AP. I'm like, okay, at some point in time, he's going to hit a lull, and and they continue to run our Jamal Charles looks so strong in a game against New Orleans. Where I thought he, you know, midway through that game, maybe he'll get a little fatigue. Not at all, and now we see Rashad Mendenhall bounce back. Um, it's, it's man, it, it, the game has changed, medicine has changed, and, and like like in life, everything improves. That's improved as well. Well, Marshall, when you talk about Jamal Charles, one of the things that I noticed, you know, put the production aside, thirty carries last week, and that's not something we see in the NFL very much anymore. Coaches stay in the league for a long time, so I don't understand how. They don't. It's almost like no coach wants to give a running back twenty-five or thirty carries anymore. And it wasn't anyone around when you guys were playing or Eric Dickerson that a lot of backs get stronger after that twentieth carry and impose their will on the defense. Why do we not see that anymore? Well, it's because of um, what the competition committee um, has done to to football. Uh, They've made football a passing league. Um, If you think about all the things that can go wrong. On a, that can go right for an offense on the passing play. I mean, a defense is kind of handicapped. It's it's tough to stop the pass in this league. And if you if you're not throwing the ball as much as you can, then you'll, you'll find yourself behind the eight ball easily. It's you, you just have to throw. You can't you can't afford to run the ball thirty times and, and be putting bad down in distant situations by say um, you know a, a guy missing the block or a running back not reading the hole right. Marshall Falk is with us, NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison here on Series 210XM87. Marshall, one of the biggest surprises this year has been Stephen Ridley, who's a top-five fantasy running back. He's getting a lot of carries in New England. Can you believe that this is the Stephen Ridley we're going to see all season? I believe so. I believe so. I mean, he, he you know, he, he plays. It's not like he played in some soft conference. When the back, when the back comes from the SEC and makes his way into the NFL, um, it's a guy that you can you, you understand knows how to play the game and, and can handle the load because they've they've been pounded on all through college. So you know when I look at Ridley, I'm I'm just surprised. I'm not surprised at what he's doing. I'm surprised that this is how the Patriots have have decided to win football games. And and listen, Bill Belichick, I, I love the adjustments that he makes. You know, offensive line is not that good. We can't drop back and throw the football like we have done. Okay, guys, go block. Let's run block. Let's hit them now. And, and that's, that's how they decided. This is how we have to win football games until, until, um, until we can get the guys to, to block for Tom Brady like we're accustomed to. All right, Marshall. Great stuff as always. Great stuff on the running backs. And uh, a guy that I loved having on my fantasy team back in the day. And I always say it, Marshall, we miss running backs like you in fantasy football these days because we're so confused and frustrated with all these backfield committees. Thank you for joining us. And, again, when they have a Mount Rushmore or a Hall of Fame fantasy football, this man is the the first ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Yeah. Right, there goes Marshall Falk. Well, you had a you had a when you, well you were younger. You're like a boy. You had a boy crush on Marshall Falk in fantasy. No, you had man in fantasy, crushes in fantasy now. I loved Marshall because if you got Marshall Falk, you were making the playoffs. It didn't matter. You were making the playoffs because he was that good. But you know, I'm going to say Priest Holmes, man. That guy. Was but he only right did there. it for two years. Three. 
888-XM Fantasy. 888-XM Fantasy. The Fantasy Canteen is coming up next. Anything goes here on Series 210 XM 87. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 